All right. Well, you know what? Let's just jump right back. Let's just jump right into the NBA and what happened last night in uh, the game between the 76ers and the Nets. I mean, and Jeez. that game, that game, uh, I know had a lot of media like hype on it. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, listen to some it did of the not post game interviews. At all. <laughs> no, it did not because the. Nets just absolutely destroyed the 76ers. And and honestly, I was pretty surprised. But uh, I don't know. What is your take? What do you think uh, last night's game between the 76ers means means after everything that's happened between the trade and Ben Simmons and James Harden? What do you think it means? Um, Well, I mean, you got James Harden. That's that's the biggest thing is 13 points – that's it. That's all you could squeeze out, you know. Playing up against the Nets, you know, it's 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 that's just not that's not looking good for the Sixers at all. You got Joel Embiid and Harden, and it's he's got to be putting up more points like that to be fighting for the number one seed. And it's it looks good for the Nets. I think the Nets definitely got the upper hand on this this trade off. Um, you got KD. You know, when he comes back and he's healthy, he's going to be just dominating. And you got Kyrie Irving, showstopper. He's just, you know, he does what Kyrie does. And it, it obviously proved last night, you know, what the Nets are going to be all about. And when Ben Simmons comes out of his little hole of, you know, all his PTSD that he had in Philadelphia, I think that, that that's going to be a team that's going to be a huge threat and, yeah, did not look good for the Sixers. They they definitely kind of should have bet on that one. So we'll see. Yeah, no. So the 76ers, um, I mean, I know that they've been on a winning streak and that they that James Harden and Joel Embiid do look really, really good together. But uh I feel like <laughs> this whole um annihilation that the Brooklyn Nets put down on the 76ers. Really, I mean, we talked about last week, but they were kind of in this honeymoon stage when they were playing teams like the New York mm-hmm. Knicks and the Minnesota Timberwolves. But now they're they're like snap right out of that. I mean, because yep. you have a check. little bit of a reality check, yeah, hundred percent reality check. I mean, it's like James Harden; he actually scored eleven points. Yeah, um, I mean. He was three for seven from three point. Really, that's the only he had. What three? He was three for seventeen in field goals. I, all of those coming from the three point, and then two um, free throws. Like he couldn't get anything going from the free from the free throw line because he wasn't getting the calls. And you know how. When he can't go to the free throw line, I just feel like it just just uh, eliminates. He's, he's not the player that he needs to be. Well, it's not the player that he he was not the player that he wants to be. And yeah, the Nets played some pretty played Nets played some really great defense um, against James Hard and Joel Embiid got his because Joel Embiid gets his with twenty seven points in that game and. Um, other than that, Tobias Harris was mediocre. He was normal 
he wasn't doing anything. He's not picking up the slack where he needs to be picked up where a player with yeah. his um uh status quo or whatever. I mean, he should be playing way better than he is. Mm-hmm. He scored 16 points in that game. And overall, the, the 76ers, just, they just got embarrassed at home. And that wasn't a good look at all. You know, but at the end of the day, I I won't. I don't agree with you. I don't think that New York or the Brooklyn Nets got the Brooklyn Nets got the better of this deal, because at the end of the day, James Harden's out there playing, and uh, Ben Simmons is out there warming up the bench. I mean, you got a you got a trade out of a guy who hasn't even been able to play in the last since All Star break. Well, since the beginning of the year, but you got him after All Star break and. And now look at him now, right? He's not even playing. And so at the end of the day, we don't know when he's coming back. He doesn't have a timetable for when he's coming back. It could be tomorrow. It could be a month from now. It could be halfway through the playoffs. I mean, you don't know. And then you've got, of course, a Kyrie Irving who, you know, all that drama and stuff going on there. And that whole thing. Kyrie Irving, he is something else too. I mean, he came out with balls. He balled last night. Yeah, he I mean, did. just like he um, does. Yeah, well, Kyrie got twenty-two points. Kevin Durant got twenty-five. Steph Steph Curry got twenty-four, and Kyrie Irving was playing some lockdown defense. I mean, he played a great game, and but I don't know. I just I don't know. My opinion on Kyrie Irving is that he's not a leader. I just don't – he's just not a leader. I mean, when when it gets tough, I mean, at least to this point, he hasn't shown out. I mean, yeah, everybody knows we're Celtics fans. He came and did what he did over in Boston, and he did nothing but make everything worse over there. He just caused drama, and that's exactly what he's doing over there in, in New York or in, Absolutely, yeah. in Brooklyn. And to be honest with you, I don't really see Kevin Durant as much of a leader either. I mean, he had to, to go to to like a, a Golden State or to Golden State where they have guys – um, already lined up. He didn't. All he has to do is just go out there and play basketball, which I can respect that. But, but I mean, we're talking about Kevin Durant, one of the best scorers in the league, and you know, a lot of people will tell you that he's one of the best players in basketball, and I would agree with that when it comes to basketball. But, but at the same time, I mean, this guy, he, I just don't see him out there. He's just not a leader to me. I don't and I I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe I, I understand maybe where you're coming I'm not from, but I'm in the right places. But there's a lot that place in sports that that isn't just on the floor mm-hmm. or out on the field or whatever. Like you have to have some leadership on the sidelines. You have to have some leadership of practice. You have to have some leadership, you know, in meetings and all these other places where I I mean I'm not there, but at the same time. You see other people like a LeBron James and you know some of these other huge big leaders, um, the Steph Curry, Draymond Greens, you know that lead their teams and you know push and motivate. They just don't do that. 
they're more about themselves and what they can do for themselves. And that's great. But to me, that's not what a real champion is. That's not what, that's not, there's no it factor. A lot of people talk about the it factor in sports. And um, I know that Kevin Durant and Kyrie, both of those guys can turn it on in a basketball game and they can really shred up the court and, you know, make some tough hoops and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, when it comes to leadership, when it comes to, you know, when things get tough, like, they just can't do it. They haven't been able to do it. They haven't, like, they're not, like, okay, I'll give it to you. Kevin Durant is, has been the best player on some of these teams. Yeah. Well, on all of the teams he's been on because he's, he's that type of player. But he wasn't the leader on any of those teams. I mean, yeah. Russell Westbrook was leading that team in uh, Oklahoma City. Yep. And then uh, Stephen Curry and Draymond Green were leading that team in Golden State. And then, you know, he comes and does, he's trying to do his thing over here in Brooklyn. And look at everything that's going on. The chaos in that locker room, the chaos in that franchise when it comes to like the hires of a Steve Nash. And don't get me wrong, I love Steve Nash. You know, I think he's a, He's a gold jacket, in my opinion. I mean, he mm-hmm. is a gold jacket, but, like, you know, he has no coaching experience. And, <laughs> you know, they just were kind of like, just throw just throw any coach in there. We don't really need a coach. I mean, that's not – These all-star players. Yeah, like that's – they need leadership. They need somebody to really lead this team. And you and when I watch them play, um, they just don't have that. But last night, you know, I really feel like they rallied around – the persecution of Ben Simmons going back to yeah. Philadelphia because Ben Simmons was getting railed on. I mean, it, like yeah. from the chance to, you know, his warm ups and all of those things, he just was not wanted there. And you could really tell at the conference when they talked about, you know, being there for Ben Simmons and being like, well, talk smack now. You can't talk smack when your team's losing by 30 points. Like, I mean, yeah, they have a point, but they needed that. They needed something to fight for because. Neither one of those guys give them something to fight for. I mean, like that—that's what I'm talking about with leadership. Like, if you have a good leader, if you have somebody in there leading a team with, um, you know, they can, they will have these rally things, the things that rally these teams around all year, and and we're halfway through the year, and they're just rallying around what's going on with Ben Simmons. But are they going to be able to carry that? Like, I, I don't so, know. So what I what I think. And and to defend my my saying on, I think that the Nets got the upper hand of the deal, is I think that yeah, there's not there's not a lot of good leadership. You have Kyrie Irving, you know, like you said, being Kyrie Irving and you know essentially being toxic to most of the teams that he goes on to, and Kevin Durant just kind of being like, I'm just here to play ball. I don't care about anything else. I'm gonna score my points. But I think what what I'm trying to say is that Ben Simmons is going to see something like that, see Kyrie Irving going on the court and drop as many points as he does, and KD just, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. And he's going to look at that and be like, you know, I need to be on that level. That's my expectation. That's where I need to be. And that, that's, that's going to drive him into being the kind of better player that he, that he is. He's a great player, and, and nobody can dog him on that. You know, yeah, he's got to work on his jump shot, and yeah, he's got to work on his free throws and stuff like that. But the the boy can ball. He, you know, defensive player of the year. You know, 
runner up or I did he did he win that? I don't remember if he won that or not. Did he win defensive player of the year? Um I, I think he's def he's definitely up there for defensive he's on the defensive teams, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah he's definitely one of the top defenders in the league for sure. So with with that being said, I think that he just needs that that older brother to be like, look, man, I can do this. You can do it too. And I think that it's only a matter of time before Ben Simmons comes out of his shell and starts really, really putting up some points, putting up some numbers. For well, the you have a point. But at the same time, we've been waiting. <laughs> we've been waiting. I mean, how Everybody long has. Has, how long have we known that uh, Ben Simmons doesn't have a doesn't have a shot. He he can't shoot the ball. <laughs> How long have we known that? We've known since that college for at least three four years now. Uh, yeah, ever since he got in the league. Yeah, I mean, we knew LSU. that this guy doesn't have a jump shot. And you know, I, I remember watching him in the playoffs uh, a lot. We, we he's the second Sixers have always been a great team, and he's always made these big contributions. But at the same time, he's easy to defend in the playoffs. He's easy. Give him the ball. Give him the ball. Let him yeah. try to take a shot. You know, because he's not. He's not going to take the shot. He's gonna pass it. Reflect. He's gonna do everything else. And you know, he's just—he's he, the same thing. He, I put him in the same boat as Kevin Durant and and Kyrie Irving. He's not a leader. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have that. He thinks that he's—he's—he's he's, he's great. I, I don't know. But he thinks he thinks that that you know he's as good. He's—he's he's great. He's—he's he's a full package. He thinks that yeah. he's got it. He doesn't need to work on anything because obviously he doesn't. He doesn't work on his three-point shot. He doesn't work on his uh, free throw shooting. He doesn't work on any of that stuff, um, which says something. And yeah, I don't know. Like you can stay, you can stay on on that side, you know. But at the same time, <laughs> I'll die you know, on the hill. <laughs> we we got we got James Harden. He's over here putting up points and. Um, the only points that uh, that Ben Simmons is is his Louis Vuitton that he wore and and his little gold gold chain with a kangaroo on it. Like, good for you, bro. But He's you know, it doesn't mean anything because you know what are you doing? You're sitting on the bench. All right, stay on the bench. Yeah, warming that up. Anyways, you know, talking about the Nets and the way that they played last night, I mean, they really made a big difference. And we'll see. I think they made even a big enough difference to kind of question what I think is going to happen in the, in the Eastern Conference because we both know that there's about five to six teams in the Eastern Conference that are finals competitors right now. I mean, absolutely. Um, that that division or that conference is just loaded with talent and competition. Um, from the Boston Celtics, the Chicago Bulls, the Miami Heat, the Seventy Sixers, the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, those teams right there—they're all—they're. They're, it's a toss-up, bro. It's a toss-up between all three. And did I say the Milwaukee Bucks? No, you didn't. I was just gonna wait for you and be like, "Oh, you <laughs> forgot somebody." Yes, yep. I did. And and defend the, the defending champs right there too. Um, so that conference is absolutely stacked. 
It, it's um, yeah. and I know we talked about this a little bit last week, but uh, who's the survivor? Who's making it out? Who's crawling out of this? Oh, I don't think it's much of a crawl as it is a complete leap where the Bucks <laughs> are going to take this again. I, I am all on Giannis's back, Middleton. You know, you got you got Drew Holiday up in there dropping points. You got Bobby Portis. You know, that that's just that's just a team that's that's it's a force to be reckoned with, you know? And Milwaukee has been doing everything that they need to do this season to prove that they are NBA final contenders and that I, I personally think they're gonna take it again, you know? So I don't I don't think there's much debate around that. You got you know, the Sixers and the Nets, I think that they're it's it's just gonna be another game to them when they make it to the playoffs and when they're playing against them. I think it's it's just gonna be a breeze just like it was for them last year. So we'll see, but I'm really I'm really jumping on the backs of the Bucks taking it, being number one. Yeah, and then it's hard it's hard to really it's hard to bet against the defending champs. I mean, because like you said, they still got a great team together and I feel like they're playing better than they did last year. I feel like they've got much yeah. more of an identity and they've got a bunch of these guys that are that are really playing their roles well, like a Bobby Portis and you know, they're just they're just overall extremely impressive. <clears throat> um who do you got, Tommy? Let, let, let let's hear it out. Yeah, no. So it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> it's just so close. It is so close. And any answer um, is right at this point. Exactly. Or wrong. You know, and it's like <laughs> I I feel like I just have to go with the heat. I just feel like that those, what? Yeah, Miami, they just don't quit, man. They're they <laughs> You put them out there, go and those those boys just fight. They fight and teeth and, and nail huh? all under the radar too. I mean, absolutely. They have, That's why it kind of surprises me. And they're 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 leading the um that conference by by almost three games, mm-hmm. and I think that says something. I think I think it it speaks to it speaks to the toughness of this team, and um you know. Uh, their center on a buy on a bio, um, bam, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bam. I mean, he's out there playing some amazing basketball. Jimmy Butler playing amazing basketball. MVP I mean, candidate for sure. They've got, they've got a lot of ballers on that team, and. I mean, when you when you got like a oh hold on when you got a Jimmy Butler putting up the points that he's putting up and a you know a Kyle Lowry a Bam on a bio mm-hmm. I mean just in tonight's game against Cleveland Butler put up twenty four Bam put up thirty. Like yeah. these guys are just—they're playing. They're playing great. For, they're playing great basketball right now, and they're hot. They're hot. And the Heat—they pretty spicy with the with a player like Jimmy Butler. He, his leadership—that's another one. 
who who really leads a team, motivates a team, gets a team going. And nobody gets him better than Jimmy Butler. I mean that yeah. that guy just lights a fire under people, and he um he plays great basketball. But you also have a lot of sleepers. I mean, uh, Victor um, Oladipo, he's Oladipo. he's coming back from that injury from that injury. And um, you know, we we'll see how much of a role he plays in um in this next or going into the rest of the season. But then you got bench players like a Tyler Hero coming off a twenty two point game against Cleveland. Twenty two points off the bench. I mean, come on, this kid can shoot. Well what was yeah. he eight for fifteen, um, field goal percentage. I mean, this dude is he's a baller. And that's coming off the bench. And you got Dave Robinson, you know, who's a great shooter. Kyle Lowry, like I said, I mean, a P.J. Tucker. I love a P.J. Tucker because that boy's a dog. P.J. Yeah. Tucker is a dog. He's been around the world and back for sure. Yeah, he's he's definitely been around. But everywhere he goes, he brings that defensive prowess. And he balls out, plays hard ball. And he's tough. I love that. He's a rough rider. I love that. But I don't know. The, the Heat. They're good. They got they got they got it going on over there. And if they can keep this up, I think that with a leader like a Jimmy Butler. Yeah, why not? Right? Mm-hmm. But uh but we'll see, like we said, it's it's this this could be anybody. I mean from Boston's from Boston defense that they're playing. Um, to the Bucks, to Seventy Sixers, to figure out everything going on over there. The Nets, see if they can mm-hmm. come out of that that uh, playing game. Um, depending on whether it's a home or an away, because Kyrie, he might, he might not even be able to play. Uh, the Bulls, the Bulls. I mean, that's a great team right there too. So yeah, exactly. Reed. That really is. But right now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with my Heat. I'm gonna go with the Heat. I think that that's that's respectful. They're yeah. winning that conference right now, and uh, they're the number one seed for a reason. Yep. Yep. Definitely a big hot one, but the Bucks are nipping at their heels. So we'll, we'll give it a good looks. You know, maybe you have to play some bets on that because I'm I'm feeling my <laughs> Bucks. Yeah, just trying to take my money. <laughs> always taking your money. I'm always taking your money, bro. <laughs> All right, well, uh, you know what? As much of a big day as it was for the NFL today, it's also a pretty big day for the MLB. Oh, yeah. Probably one of the biggest days since oh, a long time. So as everybody knows, the MLB has currently been in a lockout for the past, you know, two or, two or three months. Um, players came up and they were like, hey, we don't like some of the stuff that's going on. We want to change. Of course, that came into a lockout. You know, they're like, we're not playing games or anything like that. But just yesterday, um, they've come to an agreement, and we will have some baseball this season. Um, April 7th will be opening day, where they will be getting some season games in. Um, so that's that's good. It's good to hear. Um, it wasn't looking too good for a little bit for, their, for the MLB, but it's, it's good to see them figure it all out, you know, play ball. So um, 
some of the big things that came out of this this agreement, um, a lot of it was actually based on um, what the players got. Players got a lot more than the other side, which I think is completely understandable because, like, everybody knows it's all up to the players to, you know, make the sport fun and make the sport enjoyable. And to be able to play the sport, you got to have players. Um, one of the biggest things that happened um, was a new rule they came out. It's called Rule 5. Um, this is about the drafting from the minor leagues into the major leagues. Um, the biggest thing is that that the players have noticed, and even in the, especially in the minor leagues, is that a lot of the minor league players were getting buried. They were getting buried in the minor leagues. They were playing for eight, ten years and just not seeing a light at the end of the tunnel that, that you know, that there was going to be any hope for them to go into the LMB. Well, with this rule, it makes it so that the minors players have a certain amount of years that they will play to decide whether or not they're going to be drafted in the MLB or not. Um, that makes it very nice because right now at this point with this this uh, deal that's going on, you know, it postponed a lot of things. Everybody kind of just dropped their books. You know, they, they got up from their desks, walked away. So there's a lot of things that they need to figure out before April 7th as to filling rosters. They need 40-man teams. Um, right now at this point, 50 of the top players are unsigned. You got some of the best names out there, like Kershaw. You know, all Kershaw these good players, all these good pitchers. He just signed a one-year one deal with the yeah the Dodgers. With the Dodgers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see, staying. just like that. You know, and it, all this stuff is going to be crunched. It's all going to be, you know, we need this now, 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 and that it, this is like really good for minor players because those players that qualify for this uh, rule five are going to be put in the MLB and that's going to be filling rosters. Um, another big thing that happened is um, securing visas for international players. You know, you had a lot of players coming from Australia, Japan, uh, Dominican Republic, a lot of players coming from the Dominican Republic, huge baseball uh, country that we, we get a lot of good players coming out of, but their visas were, they, they would have a lot of problems where their visas weren't getting renewed. So they were getting sent back to wherever country that they, they were they were at and not being able to play baseball and that was a, that was a big deal. So at this point, the MLB is in charge of making sure that visas are up to date and that they're everything set out for these players that come from different countries. Um. So it's it's looking really good. I think the players got a lot. Um. Anything else that you've heard, Tommy, that you might might be able to add on to this other than those? Well, um. I know, like, one of the big things that happened is they did uh, some sort of ex- extension that I was hearing about, uh, about yeah. $1 million to uh, each of the teams and stuff. But like you were talking about, there's going to be a lot of big drama going on with uh, the free agency that's going on because there's a it's lot a of players crunch. out there. You know, there's a lot of players out there that uh, are about to figure out where they're going to be spending their, spending this next year because – um, nobody wanted nobody everything stopped like you said everything stopped and nobody was going to make any any deals or any trades or anything like that until they knew the new rules that were going to be coming up because um, of this lockout so uh, especially with as soon as um, these first spring season training games is what the first preseason game starts in on the 18th 17th yeah March? 18th is I think they, it's the 18th 
uh, when they uh, start their the preseason games. And so, you know, there's a, like you said, it's a big crunch. So there's going to be a lot of moving parts. And uh, so we're going to have to be, we're going to be right. We have to hold on, everybody. Got to hold on because it's going to get rough. Race fast. It's going to, it's going to, gonna get wild but um but yeah no that's just about everything that we got for everybody on our podcast today so uh thank you all for joining us and uh yes sir appreciate it what we got to say uh but uh we love you guys and uh we look forward to speaking with you or talking with you guys again next week so next week we'll be here yep catch us again friday saturday on two brown boys in a podcast podcast all right thank you everybody later over and out